get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid Telling all my people's look, let's get paid Asking no boss, man, can I get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid They tell me, clever man, come on, you think too much Where you been, I ain't heard you spit in months Did you hang it up? Did you fall off the floor when you lose in the crush? Yeah, such and such, man, it's funny how when you out of sight, you be out of mind How a good woman, friends, and money be hard to find I've been on my hustle, stacking paper on the grind in Atlanta Trying to build a shot, real talk These days it's hard to stay sober Switching time zones with the four hour late Over fifth stop, I flush out Red from the doja I cry hard cause I can't flow in the soda You can tell I'm clever doja You in the corporate office somewhere over there You with a Range Rover This is getting colder And I ain't got time and I got a shot Email me in October I'm telling all my people Look, let's get paid Asking all boss, man, can I get a raise? Not far from a star, two steps from a slave One source for knowledge in the information age. High frequency radio network.
explode out of my mind Feeling like committing a crime Get a lot for that I won't snitch, I ain't dropping a dime I'm a self-made hustler, top of the
Alright, let's do this dance. <laughs> I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Foundation. Here on High Frequency Radio Network, I'm your host, Soch L. That's Seeker of Truth L, Speaker of Truth L. And it is a pleasure to welcome you back to the foundation where we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Definitely. So we are always applying correct information correctly here at the foundation. And as you always hear me say, this is the foundation and we our high frequency radio network. I want to start off by saying all thanks, praises, and honors due to the creator and ancestors. But without them, we would not be here. I want to say, definitely want to say peace, big up, shout out to, you know, you know I refer to him as my big brother, you know what I mean? Hey, hey, hey. You can call him Uncle Yusuf, the uncle of the conscious community. Community organization. Alright, let me stop clowning. We're gonna we gonna enjoy ourselves though. But yes, big big, big shout out to the big brother Yusuf L. You know, high frequency radio network creator. You know, he, he did his dance. You likely would never have heard of So L had it not been for Yusuf L and I'm keeping it real. Check out SPCUniversity.com. You're looking to be your secure party creditor dance. Learn that do see do. Mosey on over to SPCUniversity.com. Yusuf, you know, hey man. Shout out to the big brother. He's always working, always doing his dance, always putting it down. Wonderful, in my opinion, you know, example. True hustler. You know, so make sure you check out the brother, man. You know, I'm sure you already are. I'm sure you already are. But please make sure you check out Welcome to TheFoundation.com As always, sign up for the email list I know the OGs already understand But there's new listeners all the time You sign up for the email list at Welcome to TheFoundation.com You will have access to those exclusive offers Content and events Only available to email list subscribers These are things I don't even mention on the show that you know, only available to email list subscribers. You can also at welcome to the foundation.com check out that PDF section. A lot of free information that'll blow your mind and you know, comb back your naturals. Just you know, comb them right back. So, you know, I would definitely if I were you check out those PDFs as well as that education section. Foundation Trust Primer. You know, we wax poetic, wax lyrical, however you articulate that figure of speech, you know what I'm saying? We talk a lot, how about about that? We discuss in plentiful volume the nature, benefits, and responsibilities of private contract trust. There's over 80... Different types of trust, if you confused, like I was at first, I would have very much 
appreciated the foundation trust primer when I first came into this information. Matter of fact, I would have appreciated the foundation when I came into this information. Being able to, you know, book a consultation, get into the trustee training, you know, uh, get the primer, the, the foundation trust primer over 18 hand-picked documents by somebody who knew exactly what they were talking about, you know, and then go on to grab the foundation trust series, part one, part two, part three, the guy who really just put some stuff together that I really wish was available when I came into the information. Someone who, who could break it down, Supreme Court cases, because I don't want to hear about your theories. Let me get the substance. Let me get the for real, for real. The Black's Law Dictionary, verifiable definitions, and breaks it down. Okay, so, you know, here, here's this, and here's that, and here's the, the powers, and here's the protections. And this is how, this is how, you know, I would really have appreciated that, you know, so that's what we look to offer, you know, here at the foundation is, you know, the little, the little oasis of those who are looking to go private for real, for real. So, you know, foundation trust primer, foundation trust series, foundation, uh, passport, no social part one, part two. Now, if you're looking to obtain a passport without Submitting a social security number, there you go. Things that people are interested in, you know, available there. In the education section at welcometothefoundation.com, definitely check that out. You can also find the Facebook page, the Instagram page, the Twitter page. If you're into that, you know, that floats your boat. If If it wets your whistle, you can book a consultation as well as make a donation all at the same spot that's welcome to the foundation.com just how it sounds just spell it out take your time don't you know it's exclusive it's an exclusive domain it's it's a it's lifestyle man look peace all the listeners live listeners live callers all the live internet listeners archive listeners podcast listeners mp3 listeners I want to say peace to all of y'all we are going to be discussing how do I bank with the 9-8 number. We're going to be getting into that. So definitely want to say peace to all the listeners. Want to say peace to everyone that is investing in their private education as well as peace to all the trustees here in private trustee training. You know, which... I may be biased, but I think it's the bull. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Peace out to everyone that we have done business with in the private, as well as anyone who sent an email, well wishes, current event, otherwise, added to the foundation, hooked us up. I, you know, I definitely want to say peace to you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. It's something special, you know. It's a special thing. I mean, energy is energy. And there are different levels or amounts, you would say, I guess, of energy required for different things, so to speak. But definitely want to say peace to everybody. So let's jump into the these current events, and then we're going to talk about this. How, how do I bank with this 9A number? What, hey, look, I, I they told me, you know, they said, you, you, you ever heard of they said, they said I was supposed to 
You know, they they said they said that's a tricky that's a tricky one there. You know, maybe they said be be getting a lot of people. They said and her little brother. They say they said and they say be getting a lot of people in trouble. They say they say if you push nine after look who's they? They say I want to know who they say is, and you know. I want to know who who they they said is, but they said I need a nine eight number, so I got one. I don't. I got I got this nine eight number. They said they said said it. They said they yeah they said not they say no no it wasn't they say it was they said. So I got it. I got the nine eight number, and you know I I am confusion. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. First, let's jump into these current events. I want to start off with some, with some, I, I would say, relatively positive news. It's, it's you know, it's positive. It's, uh, you know, it, it just goes to show, you know, I'm, I'm a little cynical, but maybe that's, that's just me. What is this? NBC? CNBC is one of them. NBC News. Capital One to drop overdraft fees for all banking customers. Hey, that's not, hey, who can be mad at that? It's the largest United States bank yet to end the lucrative industry practice of charging customers a hefty fee, typically 25 to $35 each instance, man. And then, you know, you got these companies, they say, hey, we'll give you $5 off your bill every month, every month if you sign up for automatic payments, right? And you're like, man, it's I can use five dollars off. You sign up for the automatic payments. Basically, it's just pulling out your out your bank account, whether it's through the checking account straight up or they're trying to pull it through the debit account, right? Look, you may have a bad week or something like that. You know, something came up. You had to pay for the, and, and it slipped your mind that you had this this fee coming through. It's automatic. It's automatic fee coming through. And, and you know how it is. They don't do it one time, man. They hit the fee. They they try to take the money like three, four times, so you get like three, four fees, man. You know what I'm talking about. Capital One is eliminating all overdraft fees for retail banking customers, according to a memo distributed to employees. Today, Ski Player, it's the largest U.S. bank yet to end the industry's practice of charging the high fee of $25 to $35, which allows transactions that exceed a customer's balance. The move will cost the bank an estimated $150 million in lost revenue per year, according to a company spokesperson. Quote, we will completely eliminate overdraft fees and non-sufficient funds fees for all Capital One customer, I'm sorry, consumer bank customers. It's a first for major banks in the U.S. And quote, this is CEO Rich Fairbank. In a memo to bank employees, four years, banks have been under pressure from consumer advocates to eliminate overdraft fees because they often punish those who can least afford to pay them. Americans struggling to make ends meet the rapid growth and surging valuations of a new crop of fintech-enabled digital banks with no fee models has added pressure to the industry 
as well. In June, Ally Bank said it was dropping the punitive fees. Other banks, including PNC Bank and Bank of America, introduced features that make it less likely for a customer to trip into overdraft territory without eliminating the revenue source completely. While Ally is an online bank only without any physical branches, Capital One maintains about 350 physical locations and 70,000 ATMs in states including New York, New Jersey, Texas, Maryland, and Biggity Biggity Virginia, overdraft fees are a lucrative revenue source for the industry and one that has been difficult for big banks to drop. The industry reaped more than $14 billion in overdraft fees in 2019, Fairbank said in an employee memo. Capital One took in $131 million in service charges and other customer fees in the first nine months of 2021, according to disclosures. They're making Bank off of these fees. I'm telling you, check it out though. Check it out. Check it out. Before the policy changes will start January, Capital One charged customers $35 overdraft fees capped at four such fees per day. They knew what it was. And they man, they knew what it was. They they knew the whole time. Then the bank capped the overdraft fee to one per day. Look, I'm done. I'm done. They got they got monthly maintenance fees, man. They're making money off monthly maintenance fees, but they are intending to compete with these, you know, these financial um, technical technology companies. Let's just say it like that. These these companies, such as such a good example, I would say Square, which I think just changed its name to Block, if I'm not mistaken. That's the company that allows um, for payments to be accepted. Small businesses, individual entrepreneurs, you can run a credit card with your cell phone. They don't have any physical branches, square or block. As well as PayPal, which offers direct deposit, from what I understand at this point, but doesn't charge a fee. So, you know, banks are going to have to get into this competitive action. U.S. stock market plummets with new, man, do I say this word? It's a a bug with the new bug. The, The new bug. Oil prices posted the largest daily decline in 2021 with the 12% loss. The VIX volatility index source to 54%. What else we got here? Oh my God! Remember what we were talking about? That was transitory. That will always trigger certain memories in my mind's eye every time I hear that word for the rest of my life because of this man, Jerome Powell, with inflation risks rising. Fed Jerome Powell prepares for possible pivot. What? The U.S. Central Bank needs to be ready to respond to the possibility that inflation may not recede in the second half of next year, as most forecasters currently expect. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said today 
What? In his second day of testimony in Congress, Powell reiterated that he and fellow policymakers will consider at their upcoming meeting a faster wind down to the Fed's bond buying program, a move widely seen as opening the door to earlier interest rate hikes with very strong consumer demand colliding with persistent supply chain problems. The Fed may be nearing the time when it must choose between aiming for full employment and keeping inflation in check. On Tuesday, Powell said he thinks it's likely that inflation will come down, quote, meaningfully, end quote, in the second half of next year as supply chains get fixed, but the risks of higher inflation have moved up. He continued, quote, we have to use our policy to address the range of plausible outcomes, not just the most likely one, end quote. He told U.S. House of Representatives Financial Services Committee as if to underscore those concerns. A survey published today by the Federal Reserve showed firms across the country are increasingly grappling with higher prices and scrambling to fill jobs amid labor shortages, though they are able in many cases to pass on higher costs to consumers with little resistance. Oh, you guys aren't fighting back on these high prices. Quote, nearly all districts reported robust wage growth, end quote. According to the Fed's base book, an anecdotal survey of businesses in the Fed's 12 districts. As CNN, let's move forward. Uh, CNBC, Powell's pivot on inflation turns the trader panorama playbook on its head. The market in itself is facing a conundrum. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell has thrown a monkey wrench into the investor playbook. Investors have been worried they will get hurt by the the new bug. There's a new bug that was going to be further slowing growth and exacerbating supply chain issues, and they have been buying tech and selling cyclicals. Now, Powell has served notice that because of the new bug and <laughs> continuing supply chain issues, they are getting more hawkish. Powell may have been using the new bug as an excuse. I'm going to say it like that every time. I don't care what you say. As an excuse to get rid of a policy that was no longer useful, but regardless, and this was, of course, the transitory policy. The Fed getting more hawkish, not less hawkish, was not part of the market narrative. Of course not, because inflation is only going to be transitory. Not even tech, which is richly priced in jeopardy through the panorama, the old bug, and now through the new bug, the markets have come to believe one thing, tech wins no matter what. But with Powell telling the world he wants to drop the word transitory from the language and speed up tapering and implying interest rates are going up or increasing faster than expected, the knee-jerk reaction should be to sell tech. Oh, no. CNN Business, the Fed's High Wire Act just got even more perilous. Investors were spooked by the discovery of the new bug. Now they're contending with another wrinkle in the outlook. The Federal Reserve could be prepared to roll back stimulus measures faster than planned because of persistent inflation, not transitory. Ladies and gentlemen, persistent. I mean, gosh, it's, it's a man like me. 
I don't even have a, a degree in finance, and I knew that inflation was not going to be transitory. What's happening? Stocks fell sharply yesterday after the Fed chair Jerome Powell told Congress that plans to taper asset purchases by $15 billion each month may no longer be appropriate, and the central bank may need to move quicker. The S&P 500 and the Dow both closed below The Fed already had an incredibly difficult job on its hand. Oh, poor Fed. I'm moving on, y'all. Excuse me. Reuters.com stimulus only small contributor to inflation spike, Yellen says. So all the stimulus that was pumped into the economy, it was only a small contributor to inflation. Don't worry about it. It was it was very small. Don't worry that the money supply increased 30% and the average Inflation increased 30% as well. It's, it's just, it's, that is a coincidence. Do not confuse yourself. Yellen told the House Financial Services Committee that the stimulus package, officially known as the American Rescue Plan, clearly boosted demand, but said it was not a, quote, fair assumption, end quote, to say it overshot the need and fueled current spikes in inflation. Quote, it's certainly true that the American Rescue Plan put money in people's pockets and contributed to strong demand in the U.S. economy. But if you look at the amount of inflation that we have and its causes, that is at most a small contributor. End quote. She said, hi, inflation now running at more than twice the Federal Reserve's flexible target of 2% annually is expected to ease in the second half of 2022. Fed Chair Jerome Powell told lawmakers today. So it's not transitory. Hey, y'all, look, check this out. Remember when I was was saying inflation was going to be transitory? Yo, it's J.P.Z. It's me. It's me. I made a mistake. It's me. It's J.P.Z. I was was wrong. Inflation is going to ease, let me see, in in the second half of next year. (laughs) That's what it sounds like to me. I swear, yelling, grilled, by Republican lawmakers about the inflationary impact of Biden's response insisted there was a very good reason to proceed with the stimulus package to deal with the shortage of demand that could have resulted in long-lasting joblessness and high employment. I think it's hilarious. Yo, moving on, though, CNBC Harrison Street CEO Christopher Merrill says inflation could last for the next decade player the next decade during his testimony before the senate banking housing and urban affairs committee yesterday fed chair jerome powell said inflation quote quote won't leave a permanent mark end quote (laughs) but one investor thinks inflation may be here to stay christopher merrill is the co-founder and ceo of harrison street and sees the stickiness of price increases firsthand with his firm's focus on demographic-driven real estate, such as student housing and nursing homes. Despite the challenges these segments faced during the panorama, Harrison Street was able to rake in an additional $7 billion last year. Good for you. Merrill sat down with Leslie Picker to discuss how his strategy has endured over the years and why he thinks inflation 
may linger for a decade. Interesting, all right? Crazy. First, it was transitory. Uh, don't worry about it. It's transitory. Inflation is transitory, y'all. It's gonna be here. And it's not gonna. It's not gonna be here. You're gonna walk outside. You're gonna see a dog, and you go back inside. You're gonna walk back outside. There's gonna be no dog. That's how inflation is gonna be. I'm Jay Peasy. It's me. It's Jay Pizzle. Look, I, I was. It's gonna be next year. The second half of next year, we got professional investors who, during the panorama, can in, increase their profits. By seven billion dollars, uh, I don't know who 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 do you who do you believe? Who do you believe? Huh? That's what I want to know. I want to know who you believe personally. <laughs> you believe Wall Street investors? You believe JPZ? Yo, check it out. Chevron raises spending budget and share buybacks. Reddit. dot com. U.S. oil producer Chevron Corporation today said it plans to boost spending on new oil and gas projects by 2022 by 20% to 15 billion while also raising shareholder returns. Major oil companies are responding to a jump in profits this year from higher oil and gas prices and have signaled they plan to revive outlays for drilling and carbon reduction measures. Why do I, why do I care about that? Because they're going to increase their own share back buyback. So what's going on is a lot of companies, this has been going on for a long time, you know, pretty much, uh, pretty much since the stock market has been popping hella. So these companies, there was a, there was a law. Don't quote me on what the law is specifically when it was enacting. I don't know. Check it out. But there was a law that corporations couldn't buy their own shares. Well, that law was taken off the books. And pretty much the moment that law was taken off the books in the United States, the stock market started popping things, popperies, straight up. And the volume of trading in the market has been crazy, pretty much real crazy ever since. And nobody wants to account for the volume of trading that is being driven by these companies buying back their own shares, period. I think it's a thing. I thought it was a thing for a while. The crazy thing is, so does this guy at CNBC. CNBC, some retailers are buying back stocks, and that could be why their earnings are looking strong. So there's some type of acknowledgement. Much of the earnings growth for some retailers in the last decade has occurred because they have turned into buyback monsters that have been aggressively aggressively buying back stock. Check it out. Retailers are reporting this week. Here's the good news. The consumer is strong, and retail balance sheets have dramatically improved. Quote, I have been bullish for over a year. There is plenty of money for the consumer. Jobs are plentiful, and demand is strong. Retailers are more healthy because store count is down. So there is a more rational environment, end quote. This is David Berman, portfolio management manager, excuse me, at Durban Capital. What about the supply chain issues? Quote, retailers have pricing power and are able to pass on the higher labor and raw material costs. So gross margins should remain strong, which is exactly what happened with Home Depot. End quote, Berman said. Here's the bad news. Once again, for some retailers, much of their earnings growth in the last decade has occurred because they have turned into buyback monsters. They have been aggressively buying back their own stock. 
The biggest buyback monsters would be Dillard's at 64%, Kohl's 51%, Gap 38%, Home Depot 35%, Target 31%, Ross Stores 25%, TJX 24%, Walmart 2%. All of these are front-facing consumer brands. The result, over the years, the share count reduction has made retail earnings look stronger because there are fewer shares outstanding. In many cases, revenue growth has been modest or non-existent. Kohl's, for example, will have the same sales it had in 2016, but earnings are much stronger. Dillard's, Dillard's will have the same level of sales this year as 2018, but earnings are also much higher. How does that happen? Partly through operating more efficiently. So more of the profits flow through to the bottom line, but also mostly through constant buybacks. Joe Feldman, Senior Managing Director at Tesla Group, notes that retailers are giving shareholders what they want. Quote, the investment community likes to see buybacks because it makes their shares more valuable. It makes trends better than they otherwise would be. End quote. I'm going to say it again. It makes trends better than they otherwise would be. What? What is being admitted right here? I don't know what's being admitted. This is crazy. Many retailers, including Target, Kohl's, and TJX, suspended buybacks during the panorama, but have since returned to purchasing shares. TJX, for example, repurchased $300 million in stock in the second quarter, which was the first buyback since the first quarter of 2021. Kohl's has repurchased shares every quarter for the first quarter of, t- of 2010 through the first quarter of 2020, then suspended buybacks for the remainder of 2020 and resumed in the first quarter of 2021. With cash flow increasing, should companies go to buy back stock? I don't know. Something to think about. It's, it's, it's at least something to be aware of. Correct? Correct. Next, let's let's do it. Let's do it. U.S. firms battle higher inflation and worker shortages. Fed survey shows. I mean, is this an old? Did I read this article already? I didn't because this article came out today. Today. U.S. economy expanded at a modest to moderate pace in October in the first half of November. While firms grappled with high, high and rising, high, high and rising inflation and flares. Coal prices rose at a moderate to robust pace with price hikes widespread across sectors of the economy, end quote. This is the U.S. Central Bank said, I don't like it. Do you like it? I don't like it. Moving forward. Oil falls. Stocks falter on the Nuba concerns. <laughs> Against the global equity markets retreated from early gains today as concerns about the first U.S. case of that Nuba. And soon as expected interest rate heights next year by the Federal Reserve turn investors' sentiment bearish. CNBC coffee prices are at the 10 year highs and analysts say they have much further to go. I know it's analysts. I like to say analysts because they annoy me. Alongside bad weather, global supply constraints 
have had a substantial impact on the coffee market. Uncertainty is also stemming from exporting countries such as Ethiopia, which is on the brink of a civil war, and Vietnam, which is seeing a rise in old bug cases. So what happened? Coffee prices hit a 10-year high. Analysts expect tightness to continue in the market all the way into 2023. I will say beyond. Quote, the question for the future price action is how much of these developments are potentially longer lasting. I think we need to focus on what's been unfolding in Brazil this year, where we've had a generational low in temperatures, a very quick spell of frost, which hit some of the growing areas, and we've had a period of drought. This has left the 2022 crop in in a bit of a precarious state. So, Booyakashad, if you're a coffee lover, like, your boy. You don't like to hear that? I don't like to hear that. MSN global stock rally set to moderate next year. Correction. Likely. Hold up. Did they just say it will be a stock market correction? Next year, global stocks will shake off recent weakness and rise over the next 12 months, but at a more tempered pace than this year's rally found a Reuters poll of equity analysts who also said a correction was likely in the next six months. Uncertainty uncertainty around the virulence of the new bug and its ability to to evade the poke poke led to a rare sell-off in financial markets. But some analysts reckon that flight to safe assets and heightened volatility suggests markets may be in for a bumpier ride in the short run. Indeed, when asked if a correction in their local equity market was likely about three-quarters of respondents, which is 79 of the 106 in the global poll covering major indexes or indices from over a dozen countries, said yes. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell's remarks that the U.S. Central Bank would discuss whether to accelerate the unwinding of its asset purchase program didn't help risk assets either. Quote, looking ahead, we continue to see market upside, though more moderate, on better than expected earnings growth with supply shocks easing. The risk, the key risk to our outlook is a hawkish shift in central bank policy, especially if post-panorama dislocations persist, end quote. A market correction, could that potentially be an admittance or some sort of signal to some sort of stock market crash? I don't know. You tell me. I'm just reading news, CNN Business. Key economic growth indicators as of October, U.S. payrolls, at 148 million. The unemployment rate is at 4.6%. Debt to GDP is at a whopping 98.3%. It was actually over 100%. It was at 105.5% for Q2 of 2020. Of course, we all understand why that was. It has since dropped. 
little over seven percentage points. But man, you if my debt to income ratio was over is almost a hundred percent, they I wouldn't be able to finance anything. Anything you shouldn't be able to look if your credit looked like if your look. I mean, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Consumer price index or CPI, 6.2%. Inflation, man. And that's what they're admitting, which is some spookiness. CNBC gold bounces as dollar stalls. The new bog led volatility. Lingers. Gold rose today, tracking a retreat in the dollar as investors used a pullback in the previous session to buy bullion as a hedge against Wider market volatility amid concerns over the impact of that new bug. Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, I know exactly what it is. I want y'all to pay attention to this. Pentagon calls for stop to anti-satellite weapons testing after Russian demo debris threatened the International Space Station, CNBC. Pentagon called for the global halt to anti-satellite weapons testing today, further decrying the practice after Russia's destructive demonstration last month showered low Earth orbit with debris. Quote, we would like to see all nations agree to refrain from anti-satellite weapons testing that creates debris. The U.S. Department of Defense Deputy, Deputy Secretary Kathleen Hicks said at a meeting of the National Space Council, the Russian Military destroyed a defunct satellite with an anti-satellite weapon, or ASAT, on November 15th, which U.S. Space Command said created more than 1,500 pieces of debris and sent astronauts on the International Space Station into shelter as it passed through and near the shrapnel field. The test drew widespread condemnation from U.S. officials with which Russian officials responded by calling hypocritical, given past American military tests in space. To date, four countries, the United States, Russia, China, and India, have previously destroyed their own satellites in ASAT tests. But Hicks' comments mark the most direct call to action since the Russian demonstration, quote, such a display of deliberate disregard for safety, security, and sustainability in space is one to be condemned and underscores the urgency of acting in defense of developing shared norms and having long-term sustainability of outer space, end quote, Hicks said. She spoke during a panel of the first National Space Council of President Joe Biden's administration, which Vice President Kamala Harris, what? What's her last name? Kamala Harris? I'm just playing, y'all. It's Kamala Harris. Well, anyways, Kamala Harris is chairing. Like Hicks, Harris called out the ASAT test as irresponsible. By blasting debris, quote, Russia endangers the satellites of other nations, as well as astronauts on the International Space Station. Harris said, adding later that the test created a moment for us to really see very clearly what can happen and what potentially can be avoided with norms and rules in space. Man... Watch, watch for the proxy stuff going on with China and Russia and Iran. It's, it's, it's not anything to play with or get caught off guard with. You know what I'm saying? But that's it for current events, y'all. I appreciate you for sticking around. How do I bank with this 
9-8 number. How do I bank with this 9-8 number? Look. We all know what it is. For whatever reason. You're very interested in trust. And if you're very, very interested or very familiar with private contractual entities, you have more than likely come into contact with some sort of information some sort of suggestive informative pieces literary literary pieces (laughs) such as expressed in an email or some sort of document decrying the need and necessity for you to get a 9-8 number And it very well may be for the wrong reason, in my opinion. Some people obtain these these mystical and mystical, the mystically mystical, the mystically mystical 9-8 number and believe erroneously that it could be substituted for a social security number. I would say that it's fizzled. Absolutely incorrect contention. Others believe that once they have their 98 number, that everything just happens to fall into place and everything is grand and luxurious and, 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 and butterflies and, and pretty dove birds fly out and flutter around while harps and luxurious String and wind instruments are played behind you in the background. No. What is a 9-8 number? We got to understand what it is first. But first, before we jump into that, we got to understand that there are those of us who look may look like us, may sound like us, may entertain similar ideologies as us. But nonetheless, they may mislead us, tell us some wrong things. Tell us some things that aren't necessarily true, that are actually 100% false, man. You know what I mean? You ever had someone just lie to you? I have. It's not cool, man. I don't like it. I don't, I, you know, I take a personal, I took it, I took it as a deep affront, a deep disrespect. As well as an insult to my intelligence, like you don't know that I know that you're lying right now. You're in my face. You're lying in my face. Nonetheless, as I said, you may have one of these mythical creatures known as the 9-8 number. You know, hey, you got to take care of that thing. You got to feed and water it properly. But no, in all seriousness, you may have one of these, one of these mythical 9-8 numbers. What is it? It is a trust E-I-N. Well, how do you know to trust EIN? Because it was issued by the Internal Revenue Department campus that deals with foreign structures. Foreign meaning they were created and exist outside of the United States. Think Jamaica, think Taiwan, think uh, uh, China, think 
the Mariana Islands. Wait, no, the Mariana Islands. That's that's the United States. Never mind. Not the Mariana Islands. I, I was just playing. I, I made a mistake. Cayman Islands. How about that? The Bahamas. Outside of the United States and its territories. The only, listen carefully, the only, the only structure that is recognized to do business in over 120 countries is a contract trust. It's called the Hague Convention on Trust. Look it up. The Hague Convention on Trust, H-A, it's a G, G as in gum that sticks to your shoe because you're tripping. No, H-A-G-U-E, Hague Convention, straight up. Hague Convention on trusts. Hague Convention on trust. There's a lot of different conventions. Don't just type in Hague Convention. You'll be like, man, he was lying. I was, <laughs> no Hague Convention on trust, man. The only foreign structure that is going to be recognized to do business in the United States is going to be a trust. That's why I know that a 9-8 number is for a trust. I've applied for 9-8 numbers on behalf of foreign entities before. I could teach you how to get a 9-8 number if you don't already have one, but that's not the case. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about here is how do I bank with a 9-8 number? Well, we're getting there. You got to know what it is first. It's not an alternative social security number. It's not a magic key that unlocks the private if it was, why would you get it from a public entity known as the Federal Reserve? Or the Internal Revenue Service? Why? The public can never make you private. Never. But anyways, excuse me. It's not a substitute Social security number, it's not a number that you can just use for any type of structures, specifically for a trust. So how do you bank with a 9-8 number? Well, the 9-8 number would be one part or one half of what is necessary to bank with any structure. You're going to need what is known as an organizing document or governing instrument. See, an organizing document is more public. It's more like uh, articles of incorporation, um, certificate of incorporation, the um, certificate of partnership, or you know any of these other public structures. And these would be considered, I mean, I guess in in certain circles as public instruments overall. But then you have governing documents. Government document, a governing instrument or something of that nature would would typically indicate a trust indenture or a trust contract some sort of contract indenture that governs the entity, that governs the trust. 
You have organizing documents. And you have governing documents. And once again, the organizing documents are typically going to reference public structures. Domestic, public structures, domestic, United States, some sort of state statutory corporation. Governing instruments or governing documents typically referencing some sort of trust. So if, according to the Hague Convention on Trusts, trust is recognized to do business in over 120 countries and you have this foreign 9-8 number, and when you get the paperwork, it says that the Entity is supposed to file a 1041, and if you look up what a 1041 is, it's a trust return for the IRS. It's an IRS trust return. You'll know that, okay, how do I bank with this 9-8 number? I'm missing the governing instrument. Being that it's foreign, it's not a statutory entity, so it doesn't have organizing documents or organizing instruments, and they have a governing instrument. So do you have a corresponding governing instrument for this 9A number? It would be required. That's what the 9A number is for. According to the Hague Convention on Trust, a tr- trust are recognized to do business in over 120, 120 countries. And the only reason a structure, an entity, would be issued an EIN, it would be to do business in the United States. So you would see, oh, automatically, wow. This is some sort of business. How do you do business? What's the main thing of doing business? Accepting and making payments, right? 100%. I am referencing a document moving forward. You can get your hands on this document if you email secretary at welcometothefoundation.com. This is a great document. I've had this thing for years. I mean, in a lot of these documents, you know, I'm trying to get y'all to read. A lot of these documents... Um. I've I've had for a long time and I've read over and over. I've read multiple, multiple times. And yeah, you know, most times every time I read it, I get something different from the document. But also, you know, I'm at different points or places in my education, you know, in my in as well as my educational journey. And um Referencing and going back to these specific documents has been very, very informative as well as, I would say, beneficial for not only my understanding and my education, but my ability to educate. So how do I, how do I bank with the 9-8 number? And yeah, once again, if you would like to get your hand on this document for free, we'll send it straight to you. His email secretary at welcome to the foundation dot com. All you gotta do is mention December first document or nine eight bank document. Either one of those is fine. In the header or 
the subject line. And, uh, yeah, we'll just we'll send you the doc. Never a problem. The trustee may open any business checking account, financial account, trust account, etc., which he or she is authorized by declaration to open. But he or she must keep in mind that by doing so, the trust will be participating directly in that unincorporated interstate banking association with all this limited liability consequences. There's only one type of account that avoids these consequences. Do y'all know what account that is? The non-interest bearing checking account. I don't really hear people talking about this. You know what I'm saying? I really don't. And it makes sense because being paid interest on a deposit in a checking account is a benefit or privilege of the public player. Think about it. I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping. I could be out of my mental 100%. When utilized in conjunction with the proper banking practices, the trust and trustee will remain out of the tentacles of public policy. Unless the trustee intends to play within the system, the trustee should never contract for any credit cards if the trust has already obtained them, rescind and cancel the contracts. Uh Uh-huh. Open a non-interest-bearing checking account in order to avoid the privileges and immunities associated with interest. Next, maintain the minimum required balance at all times if possible and unless specific transactions demand otherwise. Which is very interesting if you think about that and you read that a couple times, it's like, hmm, what does that mean? When transacting business, use the bank account solely for depositing the checks, track of the trust funds. Never send or allow trust Checks to be sent across state lines. You ever thought about that? Because that's interstate commerce. Bulekashat. Instead of writing checks, use postal money orders or the bank's corporate money orders when sending interstate payments and use a bonded or non-bonded agent to establish the account on behalf of the trustee. Uh-huh. And if people, because people will be like, yo, how do I get this bank account open without using my social? Well, you can get you can obtain a foreign EIN, a nine eight number, without submitting, you know, having to submit a social. For real, um, you can have a trust, and you can contract with a U.S. citizen or some sort of agent to open the checking account on behalf of the trust. But most people don't want to do that; they want control. Most people don't trust people or don't, or don't associate themselves with people that they can trust. They associate themselves with people that will tolerate them or people that they have something to gain or have some sort of codependency. I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings or touched something when opening a bank account. Non-interest bearing as well as any other. The following must be provided. This is how do I how do I bank with a nine eight number? This is it. The original notarized letter of letter of authentication. If the trust checking account is being opened by an authorized representative, and that would be someone who is not the trustee. Then if it is a trustee who's actually opening the account, and this happens all the time, it's just if you're trying to stay one hundred percent private which most people are not. Most people are just attempting to mitigate their taxes and protect their assets 
from taxation, litigation, seizure, etc., and be able to pass them to their heirs without taxation, litigation, seizures, etc. You know, that's what most people, but you know, hey, maybe you're specifically 100% trying to get out of the public, okay? That, that, well, you know, you would have to contract with, uh, you know, some sort of agent or authorized representative for them to open the bank account on behalf of the trust. You as a trustee would be um, giving this agent permission, specific permission to act on behalf of the trust in a specific capacity as agent, like some sort of financial agent. And that capacity would have to be defined in some sort of contract. Otherwise, I think you're tripping if you do this. But nonetheless, there must be a copy of the certificate of trust. And, you know, a lot of people will be like, yo, they want a certificate of trust. They want a certificate of trust. And, and they said, I got to go to the Secretary of State to get a certificate of trust. I got to go get a certificate of trust for, for the trust. Don't do that. Don't do that. If you have a private contractual entity that is truly private and you go and get a certificate of trust with the state, you have now brought that trust under state authority. Instead, I would suggest that you use some sort of private certificate of trust, which basically is a, is a, is a declaration or affidavit of the trustee stating on the penalty of perjury that the trust exists and certifying the existence of the trust, the name of the trust, maybe maybe the trustees of the trust, and possibly the business address of the trust. And just have it notarized. Do not go to the Secretary of State or any other state or county certification. What's the matter you, man? I've had people do it. I'm like, you got to start over, man. And they're like, for real? I'm like, yeah. You got to have a copy of the trustee appointment. You have a copy of the grantor's acknowledgement of trust. And a copy of the first and signature pages of the declaration of trust. Now, I'm going to give you an alternative, and this is, you know, some pancake dance right here. So, you can use a trust abstract instead of giving them the uh, grantor's acknowledgement, the trustee appointment, or the first and last signature pages, you can use a trust abstract. You need to look up what an abstract is or abstract of trust. Trust abstract or abstract of trust. Basically, it's an affidavit. And you're stating as trustee under penalty of perjury that trust exists, that you're the trustee, that you're authorized to act on behalf of the trust, the name of the trust, and, you know, the particulars of the trust under penalty of perjury. Trust abstract. Inherently, my, for me specifically, I think an abstract of trust is much more private 
and you couple that with that 9-8 number, you're going to be able to open that trust account as long as it is executed properly. I think, and what we do here at the foundation, you know, our trustees and, you know, trustees and training is we use what is known as a trust short form. See, we have private trust indentures. And when we say private, it is. It's not for the public. It's not for the IRS. It's not for any lawyers. It's not for anybody in the public. It is for the heirs. It is for heirs and beneficiaries of the trust that whenever they want to, as an heir of the family estate, you have a right, whether you are a trustee or not, to review the family trust indenture whenever you feel like it. And as a matter of fact, most families make that a requirement. Most families, private families, make it a requirement that, you know, the heirs, the beneficiaries at a certain age or what have you are very familiar and have had many times to review the family trust indenture. And that's the long form. Typically, it's going to be known as the long form. It's going to have the entire governing instrument. It's going to have the appointment minutes. It's going to have any resignation minutes. It's going to have all of the schedules all of the registries. It's going to have all of the first trust, first trustee minutes. It's got as well, excuse me, as well. It's also going to have all the subsequent resolutions made by the board of trustees in the form of trust minutes. It's also going to have any documents necessary and contracts or policies or procedures that the board of trustees have implemented. So, and then, you know, the beneficiary certificates, maybe trust capital units, maybe different other contracts, loans, you know, uh, a lot of different things, you know, a lot of different things in, in that, you know, private document. So, you know, I'm not producing any pages of the private contractual indenture. What I'll do is, you know, we'll, we'll do the dance with this short form. And the short form ultimately is, it's what we use to evidence the existence of the private trust in the public. It's a short form trust indenture. And you couple this short form trust indenture, you couple a trust abstract or abstract of trust, and you couple, maybe you do the first page and the signature page, maybe you give them a copy of the grantor's acknowledgement. And the trustee appointment. And you take that 9-8 number. With me, it would be a short form trust indenture and that 9-8 number. And you go to the bank. It's that simple. You go to the bank and say, I, I, would, I would like to open a trust checking account. Can I speak to, you know, who, who it is here that is most familiar with trust checking accounts. And you, you take it from there. Like I said, short form in the EIN, you can use an abstract of trust in the EIN, or you can bring in, you know, multiple things from your private document. I don't recommend it, but it's, I'm telling you, it's an option. It's just because I don't recommend it or like it doesn't mean that I'm not going to tell you about it. I'm going to let you know. That's an option. And this can be
you know, in this document that I'm, that I, you know, that I'm taking this from. And actually, I'm only looking at one page of this document. This document has, looks like over 70 some odd pages in here. And this this is it's 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 has so much information in this thing. And you know some of the phone numbers are inconsistent, but you know, they have some 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 IRS phone numbers and stuff. And I, I can look at this one and tell that this this phone number is inconsistent. The Philadelphia campus phone number is inconsistent. But you know, the overall information with regards to how to open a bank account and begin a banking relationship with the with the financial institution utilizing a private trust and a nine eight number it's I don't think it's very difficult, but you know, it's 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 in here. It's in here in this document. And how do you bank with it? You just that's what I said. You it has to be coupled with the governing instrument, some type of governing instrument, some type of certified or authenticated or notarized document evidencing the existence of a private contractual trust. So be careful, you know, there are many ways that the state in the United States uses over hundreds of years to gain access, control, and governance over private contractual entities. And it is highly recommended that you learn trust administration specifically and thoroughly before you partake in any of these activities. Now, I'm not giving legal advice, tax advice, any advice, investment advice, anything like that. I recommend that you do your due diligence, do your complete research, and understand that trust administration is a lifestyle. Now, if you are interested in learning more, I would suggest, you know, grab the Foundation Trust Primer. Welcome to the Foundation.com. Go grab the Foundation Trust Primer. It's 25 bucks. Come on. You got 25 bucks? If you don't have 25 bucks, man, look, go. You got other things you need to be figuring out. Because, you know, you're talking about trust, you're talking about asset protection and tax mitigation. The implication is you have things to protect and you have income coming in or both or one or you have income coming in that's going to acquire assets that you would like to protect down the road so the foundation trust promise 25 bucks foundation trust series or you jump into trustee training 100% of course I would say trustee training should be the move but that's up to you I'll leave it up to you I suggest that you sign up for the email list you know, certain offers and stuff, but that's up to you again. But admin at welcome to the foundation dot com. If you would like to learn more about trustee training here at the foundation, as far as I'm concerned, it's what it's all about. And you know, this type of of administration is heavily coveted. Why? Because it takes the government state governments, federal governments, out of your business, because it's private. It takes the government and the state governments, federal governments, out of the control of, of your life, of your things, of your state, of your assets, of your wealth. It's a very powerful thing. 
uh, quick, quick thing, just in case, you know, why not? It's just random. It just popped in my head. Did you know that the states know the difference between grantor and complex trust? More specifically, they're going to understand the difference between a revocable and irrevocable trust. And nine times out of ten, if you are looking to title a vehicle with the state in the name of the trust, and y'all can research this if you want. You think I'm playing, man? I live this. If you're looking to title a vehicle in the name of the trust, <clears throat> excuse me, they're going to look at the document and they're going to attempt to ascertain number one. First and first, first thing they need to know is a trust. Okay, is it revocable or irrevocable? That's what they want to know. And you, you say irrevocable, then they, you know they go about their business. Most states. When, it, when you as a trustee, you come in to title a vehicle in the name of the trust, they put the name of the trust and the name of the trustee on the title. Most states will do that for an irrevocable trust. In most states, I think, yeah, most states for, I'm sorry, for irrevocable trust, they, they put the name of the trust and the name of the trustee on the title for irrevocable trust. The name of the trust and the name of the trustee is on the title. Two names. For a revocable trust, they put the name of the trust and the grantor Second. on the title. That's how it works. Crazy, huh? Because they understand. Grantor trust is a revocable trust. That's a grantor trust. The grantor has the power of revoking a, a, a revocable trust, a living trust. Crazy, huh? You got to understand these things. And, you know, this is one of the things that you learn in, in trustee training. So that, there it is. You know, like I said, you want your, you want to get your hands on the document. That I was referencing in the show, How Do I Bank, with the 9A number. Email secretary at welcometothefoundation.com. If you would like more information or are interested in trustee training, Shoot me an email, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. You got 10 seconds to call in, otherwise, <laughs> never mind. You ain't gonna make it. You ain't gonna make it. <laughs> Told him. Told him they wasn't gonna make it. So we are officially streaming. Definitely. 100%. So appreciate y'all. Um, am I gonna take a phone call? I'm going to try to take one phone call because, you know, I, there may legitimately be some questions here, you know, popping off because I'm talking about banking and, and 9 numbers and stuff. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do one. I'm going to do one phone call. I'm going to who, whoever's been waiting the longest, which looks like uh, 205, 205. 41 Oh I'm not taking any calls The switchboard Nope Nope The switchboard said no Nope That's not happening My apologies For misleading whoever That was But look 
I'm not attempting in any way to keep information from anybody. You know what I'm saying? I don't consider myself a gatekeeper in information necessarily. So when it comes to doing shows of this nature, I don't have a problem with it. You know, I have people ask for it, and that's cool. You you have any suggestions for the show? Hit me up. You can send them to admin or secretary. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com or secretary at welcome to the foundation.com. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But you know, I definitely would like to discuss the things that y'all are interested in. And uh, you know, that is what it is. So, you know, with that being said, I trust that y'all was able to gain some insight, some some type of knowledge from this episode of the foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I really, 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 really will that the efforts that I put forth on the ethers, on the universe with regards to education, with regards to empowerment, with regards to financial freedom and stability are well received because my intentions are really pure, you know, straight up. I want the best for, for people, you know. I'm not typically I'm not an you know, an asshole or anything like that. You know. I'm not a nice guy, technically, I would say. I'm I'm more well mannered, but I am a man of service. You know? And I don't think service is inherently nice. I think service in and of itself is a self-protection mechanism because no one can do anything on their, by, their, by themselves. No one gets anywhere on their own. Anyway, a lot of people may try to create a narrative that they, you know, made all this successful moves and situations and whatnot by themselves, they're lying to you. And they got some sort of ego complex. You need to, you need to walk away. You need to, you need to walk away quick. Nobody, nobody is on some singular stuff. So, you know, service inherently is going to, you know, not only benefit the person you serve, but it's going to benefit you as well. And not that I have selfish reasonings behind me wanting to serve. I would say that they're probably more charitable reasonings. But nonetheless, I'm I'm just being honest. It's not because I'm nice. Oh, I'm gonna be a nice guy and, and just try to teach people about becoming free in this in this economic prison because I'm nice. No. No. Because I value service and I have a charitable nature. And you can call that nice, sure. And I think you should look at the, the definition of the word nice and maybe the etymology and you understand where I'm coming from. But ultimately, you know, I appreciate the audience above all. Y'all. I appreciate the listeners above all. Y'all. And it's, it's not just lip service, man. Every single week, weeks that I miss, people hit me up, are concerned, am I okay? Man, that is love. People checking out the shows, the, you know, the views, you know, the numbers are steady going up. I, I really appreciate that. I really do. Thank you. I want to say thank y'all straight up. 
with all sincerity. Because, you know, it just it just it helps me to understand that the information that is being disseminated is being pursued, is being sought out here at the foundation. People are seeking it. And that's what's up. So thank you. Definitely want to say thank y'all. You know, we're gonna keep doing it. We're gonna you know keep trying to expand, keep trying to, you know, uh, figure this out, you know, because you know, there's nothing constant but change and as as universal law applies to constant change, you know, we here at the foundation are in a constant flux of change and reinvention and reinvigoration and re something. But it's all for the good, it's all for the better. And I appreciate everyone who's been down for the journey for a long time, especially, you know, y'all day oneers. And if you're brand new, if this is the first time you've heard heard an episode, first time you got through an entire episode, you know, whatever. If you've never even heard of SOTL or high frequency up until right now, you know, appreciate you. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to me. So, you know, hey, with that being said, you know, the, the, the mission of the foundation is to reestablish the foundational understanding of knowledge with regards to doing business, protecting assets, and the history of not only economics, but law and commerce as it applies to what we're doing every day, which is, you know, attempting to not only live and survive, but enjoy ourselves, you know, right? So this is, this is for y'all, definitely. And on that quarter note, I want to say appreciate y'all definitely. You know, thanks for checking out the show, The Foundation. If you want to know more, check out welcometothefoundation.com or shoot an email to admin at Welcome to the Foundation. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. If you're into that, we do not have a Snapchat. Probably never will. Because nah, son. Nah. But, you know, we're here to educate we're here to make moves we're here to help you you know so you know whether it's corporate structure or private wealth management we got your back so admin at welcome to the foundation.com and check out the trustee training check out welcome to the foundation.com we got an education tab if you're just getting started or if you have some specific interests we also have a pdf section just to get your free information on Uh, The email list gives you access to exclusive offers and content. The merchandise just dropped. I don't know. I think it's in the email list or you can email secretary at welcometothefoundation.com. Y'all have a great week. Appreciate you. I love y'all. Take care of yourself. Enjoy yourself. Make sure you say 10 things that you're thankful for. Tonight, before you go to sleep, 
and every night before you go to sleep at as it is important. And I'll catch you next week. Sorry, I'm distracted. Next, I'll catch you next week here on the hottest radio network on the planet. That is High Frequency Radio Network. I am your host, Soat L of the Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. And it has been my pleasure. I'll catch y'all next week. Y'all do your dance. Peace to the gods. High Frequency Radio. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.